0: You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit CWOL.org. We're grateful. Hallelujah. Everything the Lord is doing in our lives. We've had so many testimonies of uh, what God is doing uh, in people's lives during this year. And I believe this year is not over. Turn with me to Psalms 107. Psalms 107. As we look at gratitude today, Um, anybody grateful in the room? We got grateful people in the room? Glory to God. Well, I'm I'm always trying to be grateful, but I'm even more grateful still. All right, help me, Jesus. All right, Psalms 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. What are we supposed to be saying? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, say yes, we're redeemed. But in context, it's what the redeemed, those that have been purchased, those that have been bought by the blood of Jesus, as we in the new covenant would say, then what are we supposed to be saying? We're supposed to be saying the Lord is good. Let the redeemed say what? The Lord is good. Let the redeemed say what? The Lord is good. Come on, can I get everybody to say? The Lord is good. The Lord is good. And we as the redeemed ought to say so. Listen, right now there's a whole lot of stuff going on in our country. There's a whole lot of mess going on, and they need. And what the Lord needs is the redeemed to stand up and take their place, Amen. Come on, I, you know we're not going to blame everything on everybody and everything going around because you can blame the devil because you and I have authority over him. Come on, this is our time. This is the church time. This is the time of the redeemed. This is the time of the glorious church. And you and I, instead of looking at the news and going, oh, isn't that awful, we need to stand up and begin to proclaim the Lord. He is good. He is God. And we have something to do about it. We can change everything. We can change the atmosphere. We can change everything. And I believe we're supposed to do that. Somebody in the room say the Lord is good. And so I want to read this, Psalms 107. We're going to study out of Psalms 107 today. So we're going to look at this, and we're going to look at, uh, in this psalm, about thanksgiving. We're going to look about gratitude. We're going to look at praise, and we're going to see this, and we're going to look at God's goodness. In Psalms 107, verse number 8 and 9, it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Has God done and fills the hungry with goodness. Verse 15, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 21, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and His wonderful works to the children of men and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Hallelujah. Let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare His his works with what? Rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 31 and 32, and that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. That's where we're at today. And so I think somebody ought to shout, the Lord is good. He is good. Amen. Psalms 34.8 says, oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 says, it's the goodness of God that led you and me to repentance. It's the goodness of God. Aren't you glad it doesn't say the severity of God? The honoriness of God. The, or it, because he could have decided any way to bring men and women. He could have scared us all. But the Bible says it's his goodness. It's His goodness that even leads us to repentance. Everybody say, the Lord is good. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 7, that, that every good and perfect thing comes down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. Amen. Come on. Every good and perfect gift comes down from God. For the Lord is good. He's full of compassion. His tender mercies are over all of His work. Amen. The Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. Now, listen to me. He was good to them in the old covenant but he's better to us in the new covenant because Jesus paid the penalty of sin, sickness, disease, poverty, and lack, and confusion. Today, we can really walk in the goodness of God like no other group, like no, way better than, because people look at the Israelites and they say, wow, they really had it good. No, God was a good God to them, but we're the ones who really have it good. Because of the blood of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done for us, we can see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. 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 But it is true, just like the old covenant, there are things that shut down the goodness of God. Have you ever had anyone say, well, why do bad, if God is a good God, then why do bad things happen to good people? My answer is this, is good people don't obey God. Good people are not listening to God. And so you are good people, you are righteous people, and we have to make sure we understand, even though this is in the Psalms in the Old Covenant, I want to learn some things from this today to help you and me out to make sure. And I want you to see that even in this Psalms 107, there are reasons they, that the goodness of God was temporarily. Everybody said temporarily. Because, see, it doesn't have to be permanent. It can be a short season. It, it can be hardly any time at all. Come on. If, if, if you know, well, I don't want to give this away, but you, you all know this, but I want you to see that anytime time you and I are not walking in the full blessing and seeing the goodness of God, it's never on God's end. There's something we have done. But I want you to see that even if we've done something, we can get out of something. And the quicker you learn to get out of something, the better off you and your family are going to be. Verse 4, it says this. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the first group, the children of Israel. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. What co- Y'all remember what caused them to wander? They're, the Bible says they came back with an evil report of unbelief. Remember, they're all complaining that you're going to kill our children. We Let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back into the world because this isn't working out. We can't do this. And God called their report evil. And because he didn't say because of the walled cities. He didn't say because of the giants the only reason they could not enter into the promised land because it was their evil report. It was their evil report. It was, the wor- it was what they believed in their heart and said with their mouth because two gave a good report. And they and the children they were all saying they were all so concerned about were the only ones that got to go into the promised land. But here it says this. They wandered in a wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted within them. What caused their, them to be hungry and thirsty and not to be able to, tw- to dwell? What caused their wandering? We already said. Then verse 11. Um, well, verse 10 says, Such that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because... Why is someone sitting in darkness instead of light? Why are they sitting in the shadow of death? Why are they in the prison house being bound in affliction and iron? Because, uh-oh, because they rebelled against the words of God. So, well, I'm not, I'm not rebellious, but what did they rebel against? The words of God. In other words, they were hearers only, but they weren't doers thereof. Now, i just put it down to where you and I live. Because people say, I'm not rebellious. I'm a cornerstone on Sunday morning. But are you doing, are you doing all of the word of God? Because they rebelled when you rebel against God and against his word. And they condemn the counsel of the most high. I like the New Living Translation. It says the sound counsel of the most. They, they rebelled against the sound counsel of God. Verse 17. Fools. This is another reason that the goodness of God temporarily went away. Fools because of their transgression. And because of their iniquities, they are afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of meat, and they draw near to the gates of death. What caused that? Fools. Uh, we don't want to be fools. Turn to your neighbor and so don't be a fool. I know some of you wanted to say that a really long time. Fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities or their sins. So that causes the goodness of God to temporarily shut down towards you. God's goodness never stops. I said, God's goodness never stops. He's not mad at you. But there's some things that we can do that temporarily, and I'm just emphasizing temporarily, because it doesn't have to be that way. It shuts down. What shuts it down? Because of their transgression, because of their iniquities, they are afflicted. All right? Let's look at um, verse um, 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 26. This is talking about the business people or your career. They mount up to heaven. They go down into the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunken men and that their wits in. In your career, in your business, in your life. What's happening here is when a storm comes, they begin to worry. They begin to get stressed out. They feel pressure packed and pressure filled. Do not raise your hand if that happens to you. But I know it's a temptation of everybody in this room is that when the pressures of life come concerning your career, concerning your business, concerning your finances, concerning concerning what you do for a living... uh, Concerning what's going on in the stock market Concerning what's going on in the nations It's up and down It's up and down in the natural And it's going to get worse up and down in the natural But you see we're not looking there So if the ship goes up Great I know when it comes up It's going to be down And I'm going to hold on on the way down But I'm not going off I'm not going over Amen But see what here is happening here Is they get to their I love the way the new living I mean you just come to your wit's end you just come to your wit's end, and, and, and all this is going on around you, and you let it get in you, and it seems as though then the goodness of God has been removed from you. Um, in verse 40, at the end, it talks about, he pours contempt on princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Well, I don't think this, will, this, this shouldn't be for any of us, but um, really what it's talking about are those that are in charge. Those that are in charge aren't doing it the right way, and the Lord removes them or causes them to wander. You know, the Bible talks about don't many assume to be teachers because the Lord will judge you more harshly. Well, that's exciting. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, so, but it is the truth. If you assume to be in charge, if you're anointed to be in charge, whether it's you're in a business, whether it's at a career, or whether it's in a spiritual setting, then you have to treat people the way God wants you to treat them, or here, you'll be removed. And so that's what it's looking at. So I just wanted to look and see there that um, this is how, and we can look at all kinds of examples, Romans 6, 23, anybody remember that one? The, uh, yeah, yeah you, don't have that one rem- you don't have that one memorized, do you? The wages of sin is? Sin. Well, see, you know it. You just don't have it memorized because you're not, you're not going around confessing. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. <laughs> but you do know it. What happened? What happened to these people? The, the psalmist is showing us. He's telling us we ought to praise the Lord for his goodness. These people, these different sets. And subsets of people. Who are they? They're children of Israel. They were wandering. Then, he, then he's talking about people, then he, then he goes on to talk about people who are sitting in darkness and, and how they got there. Um, and then it's talking about people um, um, that because of their transgression, they're, they're afflicted, they're sick in their bodies. Actually, it's talking about a group of people who are sick in their bodies. And then it's talking about uh, doing business. So what's it? It's trying to hit. The psalmist, by the Spirit of God, is trying to hit every part of your life. He's trying to hit all the parts of your life. He's talking about your physical body. He's talking about your finances. He's talking about living. He's, he's talking about uh, uh, possessing the promises of God. So he's trying to hit it every part of your life and show you, first of all, and, and start everyone out with, for the Lord is good. He wants you to focus on the goodness of God because it's only in the goodness of God that can get you out of all your troubles. Everybody say, the Lord is good. good. And then he showed us why they got in trouble. How many know, if you're in trouble in your life at all, there's a reason. And for you to go, I don't know what's causing this. That's That's just not true. Especially if you go to church here. Because things happen when we don't obey God. You can't get mad at God for a couple years and stay home and then expect everything just to be great. You can't get mad at your spouse or your friend and refuse to talk to them and not walk in love and it not open the door. You can't (laughs) look at your phone or your computer at things you ought not be looking at and it not open a door. Praise the Lord. You can't know something and have light of something from the word of God and suddenly decide not to do it and it not open a door. So let's talk about closing the door. Are you ready to close the doors? How many of you want to see the goodness of God? How many of you believe that He's better than you know that He is? Yes. How many know that God is really, 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 really good? And you think you've seen the goodness of God, but I believe in the days and the hours that we're living in, the goodness of God is going to get gooder and gooder because the world is going to get darker and darker. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. So I really believe the church is heading. Now I understand it more. I've been preaching on glory for 25, 27, 28 years, even more than when I was pastoring. I've been preaching on glory, and I see it more than ever why the glorious church is going to look so bright. Because the world is going to look darker and darker. And they're going to be living in sin. And they're going to they're be calling uh, evil good. And, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. But you and I need to make sure that we're walking in the word of God. And he showed us all these things that caused them then to temporarily lose the goodness of God in operation. But they did this. And I recommend it highly. Psalms 107, 6, they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Verse 13. They cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of all their distresses. Verse 19. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of all their distresses. Verse 28. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he brings them out of their distresses. He brings them out and he saves them and he delivers them. Everybody say, he's my deliverer. He's my Savior, savior. hallelujah, and He's my bringer-outer, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, He has delivered, He does deliver, and He will always deliver you, amen, but you have to call on Him. You have to understand that it is not his will that you suffer or stay in problems. And when you call for him to deliver you, he might tell you to fix something or change something. He'll tell you to talk different, to act different, to be different, because he wants to show you his goodness and he wants to show you all of it. Amen. Philippians 4 6. Philippians 4 6 says be careful for nothing but in everything but in but in what everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let's just stop there by prayer supplication and what are we doing we're giving gratitude we're giving thanksgiving amen this is the confidence that I have in him. That if I ask anything according to his will, I know that he hears me. And if I know that he hears me, I know that I got it. That's my prayer Mark 11:24. 24, sort of things you desire when you pray? Believe you receive them and you will what? Have them. So if you've prayed and you believe that you got it, then what are you supposed to do? Continue in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Why? I, I, I'm just not I'm not, and I'm not going to worry about it. If I'm worried about it, if I'm concerned about it, then I'm not going to see the goodness of God. I'm not going to be careful for nothing, but in everything, by uh, prayer, by supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Colossians 4.2. Continue in prayer and watch in saying with thanksgiving. Continue and watch. You know, uh, we have uh, general larger prayer meetings where we come, and one of the things we're doing is watching. The Bible talks about watch and pray. What does that mean? Does that mean look at my watch to see if it's going to be over? When's this going to be done? No, that's not watching and praying. You ought to be watching in the spirit realm. I'm telling you, for about six months, you can ask Pastor Rhonda and those that pray with me, I'm picking up something in the Spirit, and I was talking to the Hagans about it, something that's making me very uncomfortable. And it hasn't been the two big events we just had. It's bigger than that in a negative way. And you and I need to be watching and praying and taking our authority. I invite you. What am I doing? I'm not afraid. Because, number one, if the Lord's telling me about it, that means I can change it. Well, he's just telling you, aren't you special? No, I'm telling you right now, so that makes you special. You need to pray, but you need to watch and pray. What's a watchman on the wall do? Well, in the old covenant, they sit upon the wall, and when something good was coming, they said, open the gates. When something bad was coming, they said, lock the gates down. Amen? And so as a watcher in the spirit, what am I watching for? I'm watching for, A, how God brings his goodness and how to let it in. But I'm also watching to see if the enemy's doing anything that I can stand against it. Amen? And so what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be being careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We're supposed to be continuing in prayer and watching in the same with thanksgiving. So we're talking about being grateful. So in that attitude of prayer that when we're asking the Lord you know, for forgiveness or to deliver us out of all of our trouble, we're doing it with lots of thanksgiving, lots of gratitude, Because if you really believe the Lord is going to deliver you or you're going to see the desire of your heart, what should you be? You should be grateful before you see it. So this grateful, this, you know, even like uh, we looked at Abraham and Sarah, he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. In other words, he was in faith, but as he gave glory to God, his faith increased. His faith was steadied. His faith, because he couldn't see it, even though this could not happen in the natural, he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. I, I, I wish that you would all just take some time over this as the year ends in this double jubilee, and I just wish you'd be grateful. I wish you'd every day, you know, even after this gratitude challenge is over. I just wish the gratitude of God would come out of you, and you would be grateful, because it's going to open the door to the goodness of God, hallelujah, and it doesn't matter what's going on. Remember, they said, for the Lord is good, and His mercy endured forever. What happened? He set amb- ambushments against three armies at once, and they were able to carry away the spoils, hallelujah. It took them three days to carry it away, glory to God, because they did what? They believed in God's battle plan, which is, say that I'm good, and my My mercy endures forever. That's how we started out today, that the Lord is good. Somebody say, he's good. good. God is good. good. Turn your neighbor and say, God is good." good. He really is good. So we're going to be praying, and we're going to have lots of gratitude. Lots of gratitude. Now, then this is what happens. So let's go back to the beginning of Psalms 107. The redeemed of the Lord, we've been saying so. He has redeemed me from the hand of the enemy. How? By talking about the goodness of God. Talks about how they wandered in the wilderness. They were hungry and thirsty. They cried to the Lord. And what did he do? He delivered them. Is God your deliverer? Verse 7. He led them forth by the right way that they might go to the city of habitation. What does that mean? Well, the second group because they did believe. They were done wandering. I'm I'm done wandering, and I'm done wandering. And when I think about the goodness of God, when I think about his mercy and his loving kindness, and when I call to him, when I'm in prayer with thanksgiving, then I know he's going to lead me the right way to where, to, to just for life, because for, this is what it's about, a, a place for them to dwell. They came out of slavery. Their parents were uh, uh, away from God, disobeyed God, but then this second group got to go in to the promised land. Let's look at another one. Verse 14. Because here, we got a group of people. They were sitting in darkness, in the shadow of death. They were afflicted, And they were in iron. In other words, it's just uh, being locked up in prison. Why? Because they rebelled against God. Um, And then the Bible says in verse 12, they brought down their heart with labor, and and they fell down, and there was none to help. They cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of all their distresses. It says this, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands. Someone who is away from God. How many of you know that Jesus has opened the prison doors once and for all? Amen? The Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Why ye sit in darkness any longer? Why are you still sitting in the prison house when the doors are open and the Lord is inviting you to come on out? And so we don't have to sit in darkness anymore. And so in your darkness, in your despair, if you cry unto the Lord, He will deliver you out of all of your troubles. Amen? He brought them out. He brought them out. And He he removed death and he broke their bands. And then we looked this. Then we looked at the next group. They were sick in their bodies. They were. They had gotten into transgression. They had gotten into sin. They were afflicted. They got to the place where they couldn't eat anymore, and they were drawing near to the gates of death. Then they cried unto the Lord. And we use this one all the time. Verse twenty. He sent his word. Who's his word? Jesus. He sent his word and did what? And healed them. And he delivered them from all their destruction. Amen. So, so in the middle of your, whatever it is in your physical body, whatever's going on in your life, know this, the word of God has been sent. Jesus, the Word of God, has been sent, and He will not only heal your body, He will deliver you out of all of your destruction. What the devil meant to destroy you, when the devil meant to do evil to you, the Word of God has come, Jesus, your Savior, has come, and He'll be able to deliver you out of the hand of the enemy, deliver you from sickness and disease and death, hallelujah, because the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever, amen. He sent His Word, and He healed you. Verse, um, verse twenty-nine. Here we've got these business people, or these career people, or these engineers. What in Huntsville, this area, I think 70% of the people are, what do you do for a living? I'm an engineer. What kind? And so, I I don't know. So there's lots of, but whatever your career is, whatever your business is, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a restaurant worker, whether you work on, whatever you do for a living, this applies to you. So they went out and, and life sends different things. And you tend to get worried about it. And then sometimes you get to the place when you're at your wit's end. And then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distress. Listen, verse 29. He makes the storm calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they, because the waves, everything went quiet. And he brings them to their desired haven. The Lord has an end for you. The Lord has a good place for you. He has a finish line for you. Has he not said it? Will he not also do it? Amen. Listen to me. Your career, your business, your job, whatever you do, that's just as important. To Listen to me. I I know people get religious with it, but God is just as concerned about that as your church attendance. So no, he's not. He is. He talks about it all the time. You don't have two lives. You've got one. And he cares about every part of it. So he cares about your career. He he cares if he called you to be a teacher, then you ought to be a teacher. If he called you to be an engineer, then you ought to be an engineer. If he called you to be a politician, then I pray for you. If he called you to be a doctor, then be a doctor. And everything he called you to be, be the best in your field with the help of God. Be the best. Be the best. Let him anoint you. I remember, you know, I tell these stories some, but all, after I got filled with the Holy Ghost and started really working in this, the Lord made me, I, I mean, uh, uh, I was talking to the Hagans about when I worked, went to Raymond and when I worked at McDonald's, how the Spirit of God would tell me things I would need to know about what was coming that day. And how I, it wasn't my money, but how I used to believe God for a certain amount of money to come in every day to make my employees very, very busy. They, they sometimes would like pastor, not, they didn't call me pastor. They'd say, Mark, let's not, let's not believe for that much today. But I, you know what? I treated his money like it was my money. And I wanted to make lots of it for him. Well, well if you don't take care of another man's, God will never give you that which is your own. Well, I don't care if he, they're blessed. They have way too much money. Well, this is just bad thinking. Anyway, God cares about that part of your life, doesn't He? And when it looks all bouncy and looks like things, are, he'll, he'll calm the storm down. You speak peace to it. Amen. He'll speak peace to it. And He'll get you to your desired haven, He'll get you to your desired place. Put every part of your life. In God's hands. Okay. So maybe you're in high school here. There's a few of you. The decisions you make are really important to the Lord. Don't take them out of his hands and then ask him to bless it. Put them in his hands and see what he wants you to do. And you'll get there a whole lot quicker. Amen. Glory to God. How many of you know that when we call to the Lord, he has a way to make everything right? You look at the last one. He removed those leaders who weren't doing right. And those, the scripture calls them poor. Then he lifted them up. Just like he lifts the poor out of the dunghill, sets them with the princes. In other words, he flipped it. Those who were being taken advantage of, he gave them the land. He gave it to them. He put them in charge. He, 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 he flipped it around. I'm just telling you, you, you could be uh, uh, an employee one day and a business owner the next day. God just, well, that's not possible. Well, let's ask Joseph. Hey, Joseph, what's it like to be in prison on one day and be second in charge of an entire nation the next day? Well, that's just not how it works. That's how it works with God. And if you can believe for that, why do we know? For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. And if I've done something wrong, I'm going to repent. I'm going to call on the Lord so that he can get in the middle of it and change it around. And what's he going to do when he changes around? He's going to deliver me out of all of my troubles. Amen. He sent his word and healed me. He sent Jesus to get me out of the prison house. He sent Jesus to calm everything down so I could get into my desired place. He cares that much. What's the end result? Well, 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says what? Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God who does what? Always. Everybody say Always. How many? How many uh, what does he give us? Victory, uh, Hallelujah. Second Corinthians two fourteen, he always causes us to triumph. Second Corinthians two fourteen, he always causes us to triumph. What is uh, what is Romans chapter eight verse thirty seven says? He's made you more than a conqueror. Amen. What what is that? We're gonna. What are we supposed to be doing? Focusing on our gratitude with prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, our gratitude, focusing on our gratitude and focusing on the Lord is good. The Lord is good. You know, I say this a lot and it really was true. I remember when I was a teenager and a young adult, I really, really didn't know that the the Lord was good. I just didn't know. I was never taught that side of God. And it's nobody's fault because a lot of times people teach what they know. If you don't know it, you can't share it. But you know it. And there's a world outside of here that really needs to hear it right now that the Lord is good. That the Lord is good. You can look at everything and go, what are we going to do? Or you can decide you're going to get in your place and start making a difference. You're going to start helping people. Because if if you would tell one or two, three people that the Lord is always good, and they're like, I don't know that, then you, you you can take them to the word and you can begin to tell them and instruct them in the goodness of God. I'm just telling you, he is good.